Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're starting a new book. We've started reading The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. The Rook, the chess piece, which Dan loves. Um, That's right. Today we've we've read the first third, which is up to chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Dan, but I hear you've got a fun story for me. Uh, this actually happened to me Tuesday. So... Okay. I guess Tuesday of last week when you're going to be listening to this. So this is a recent story and I just, I feel like I have to tell it because it is kind of absurd. We can, we can laugh about it now, but I want you to just imagine me at the time and, and feel bad. So this is, this is the situation. Okay. So we were not laughing with you at the time. At the time, no one was laughing with me. Uh, Okay. Now we're all laughing with me. So. Okay. Last Tuesday, I have a job interview to go to, okay? Mm-hmm. I have a job interview that's like three and a half hours away from where I live. It's in a new city. I have to be there Tuesday by like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I had a meeting in the morning on Tuesday from 9.30 to 10.30. So if you do the math- if your, you figure In your current job. In my current job, yes. So if you do the math, you realize- I have to leave by 11.30 to make it for my 3 o'clock interview. Okay? Ooh, okay. So I've got an hour between when my meeting ends and when I have to leave to get there on time. Yeah. Okay. So the night before my interview, I'm going over the list of things that could go wrong that prevent me from succeeding. What do you think is one of the things near the top of my list? I mean, I would say traffic. Ooh, traffic is a good one. Um, I'm going to be on the freeway for the most part. And I have like an okay. hour cushion. So traffic wasn't at the top, but it is related to my car. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, any any one of several potential car problems. Exactly. Any one of several potential car problems. And this is like near the top of my list because it's like, yeah, if my car doesn't work, there's just no way I'm making it. Like I... Right. Like normally when I had an interview, you you could like fly out, right? And then if the plane doesn't work, they'll just put you on a new plane. Like you'll get there eventually. But if my car doesn't work, uh, who knows what happens? So lo and behold, 1045, start up my car and there are three new lights showing up on the dashboard. <laughs> Yikes. Uh-oh, okay. never seen these lights okay. before. Hmm. Mm, is that going to be an issue? <laughs> so I'm kind of like, mm, well, maybe it's fine. You know, maybe I can, maybe I can still just do it. Okay. So you went for it. Maybe these are just warning lights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I start going for it. I will say the engine, I know a little bit about cars. Not a lot. I've I like changed my own okay. oil. I can change a tire. I know how to change brake pads. That's like the extent of my knowledge about cars. Oh, those are pretty good. So I like more than average. I think much more than average. Okay. Yeah. So I'm listening to the engine. I'm listening to how it's talking to me. It is not talking uh-huh. well. It is. It is. <laughs> it sounds drunk. I'll say that. It sounds like it's staggering. Right. I would use the word staggering around in how it's like revving and not revving and and <laughs> increasing in RPMs and then dropping RPMs. Um, oh, you don't want that. I don't I don't think you want that limited knowledge. It felt bad experience, like in the, in the driver's seat, it felt bad. And so things are clearly wrong. And so I do what I always do when something is wrong with my car. I pull over into a gas station parking lot and then I call my dad because (laughs) my dad knows. I knew it. My dad's got to know. No matter how old you are, you call your dad. (laughs) Call your dad. Um, So I call my dad. And I was like, hey, I've got these three new lights showing up on my dashboard. Can you help me out with those? And he was like, oh, hmm. Well, hold on. Let me look them up and I'll call you back. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm trying to go through the like owner's manual to find out what these lights mean. My dad's like looking up things online. I turn the car off while I'm doing this, of course, because I'm not going to waste a bunch uh-huh. of gas. I find the lights in the owner's manual and I'm like, oh. It seems like it's fine. It seems like these lights are really just warnings and like I should take it in when I get a chance, but like it'll be okay if I don't. So I'm like, great. 
go start my car nothing's happening oh no will not start at all the time 11 o'clock i've got 30 minutes to go so i am like going to people in this gas station parking lot being like hey can i get a jump hey can i get a jump please (laughs) so it's like it's like a it's it has the feel of a battery like this part of it well nothing's happening when i turn the key which is usually a battery issue okay okay so i get a jump car's running my dad's like okay when was the last time you changed your battery and i was like oh never is never a reasonable time to have changed my battery and he was like yeah you should probably do that i was like okay all right battery can't be that hard i know there's an auto repair place like an auto zone or whatever one of those like auto parts places close so i like call them and i'm i call them and i was like this is my car do you have a battery for me and they were like we do and then they started listing the batteries and i was like no 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 no, no. i don't care i'm gonna be there in two minutes i'm gonna buy one of those batteries so be ready (laughs) i didn't say be ready because that's terribly rude but i was like i'll be there right okay so i like make it to this this auto zone i get in the zone buy the battery nice I don't have the tools to replace a battery. And I'm like, hey, do y'all have just like a 10 millimeter uh, socket wrench? And they're like, we do. They were like, we got you. And I was like, thank you very much. I'm just going to borrow that real quick. Go out to my car. Also, keep in mind this whole time I am dressed for success right now. I am (laughs) in my interview outfit under the hood of my car. Like like in the like in the engine pulling out the the old battery which is covered in like dirt and mud and and stuff yeah yeah putting the new battery in wrenching it down wrenching it down okay so i get that all swapped out i take the old battery the context of this right is that they're not allowed to change it for you correct oh i don't know i was assuming why did not you get them to change it for you well they're just like retail employees they're not mechanics at the AutoZone, they do that. I like. I've had them do for that. real. Yeah. Oh, what? If you go, if you go in there and they're like, and seem like you don't know how to do it, they'll every time. This is what they'll do. They're like, ah, oh, we're not supposed to change them for employee or for people, and they'll think about it for like a little while, and they'll be like, oh, I'll just help you out real quick. Okay. Well, maybe I just seem too competent then. Because the person yeah, behind the counter mistake. was not offering at all. And I didn't expect them to. I was just like, yeah, you just, just like work the cash register and advise about where things are. I don't know. No, they know, they know, they know what's up. Freaking zone. All right. Well, anyway, I get the battery changed. Okay. Put the key in. Go mm-hmm. to start it up. Also, at this point, we're sitting at 1145. Okay. Okay. Not great. However... I've like texted the people that I'm interviewing with and it was like, my car's having trouble. I think I fixed it. I'll be there, but I'm running 15 minutes late. Start up, (laughs) start up the car. That's some good precision you've got, by the way. (laughs) I know. Start up the car. Three lights are still on. Uh It sounds a little better. And at this point, I'm just like, fuck it. We're going. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're doing it. I make, I get onto the freeway. The engine is still not loving it. I will say, if I don't accelerate too quickly, it's like it, it gets into an like a fine rhythm, you know? <laughs> That's what you want. It gets into a state where it's like, I can keep going with this. I don't love this, <laughs> but I could keep going down the road like this. So at first, for the first hour, I am like sitting there listening to the engine, hoping it doesn't die suddenly with my hand ready mm. to hit the like uh, hazard lights as I pull off the freeway and then have to okay. wait for a tow truck or whatever to come get me. Um, after the first hour, I was like, you know what? I think it's fine. We've made it an hour. If I just keep this speed, it'll be fine. I don't need to be as like, I don't need to be as attentive to the engine, to, the, sure. to their every whine, to their every cry. I don't need to like mm-hmm. listen. So I'm like, I'm not. You're babying it too much. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just it was so much. It was too much for me to take. I had to do something, something else. Right. So I was like, a little radio time would be nice. Let's see what's on. See what's on the old radio. Now, Luke, have you ever changed the battery in a car? 
Uh, no, I always got the AutoZone people to do it. Mm, that's smart. That's smart. So what happens when you change the battery in a car? If you have an anti-theft system on your radio, as soon as it ever disconnects from your electrical system, it makes you enter a little security code so it knows that nobody's <laughs> broken into your car and stolen your radio. Okay, love this. So good news. That sounds like a good system. It's a great system. I really appreciate it because, you know, no one's ever stolen my car radio before. Uh, I will say it was a little tough when I had another two and a half hours in silence as I had to just listen to my car and hope it didn't die for the rest (laughs) of the trip. Okay. Okay. It sounds fun. So... (laughs) Uh, jump cut to two and a half hours later I make it uh, I am only 10 minutes late not 15 so good job Dan nice um, I still have like battery grease on my hands and I have not stopped once because I was afraid if I ever mm. stopped I wouldn't be able to start the car again and then it would just be game over right. so I like get in I'm like running in the door and the person who I've been talking to is like, are you, are you Daniel? And I was like, yes, that is me. Uh, before you say anything else, can I please wash my hands? Because I think the battery acid is burning them a little bit. <laughs> I think I have some battery acid on my hands. This is tough. This is tough because uh, famously, mm. the first handshake is super important in a job interview. Correct. And my first handshake was uh, pause. Not yet. You don't want this right now. Let me wash these bad boys first. Okay. Okay. That's smart. That's smart. Um, so that was how the interview process began. Not on a great, not on a great start. Um, yeah. How's your, how's your headspace? Headspace was, so normally the so the presentation I had to give normally takes me about 45 50 minutes and then there's like 10 minutes at the end for questions. Mm-hmm. I think I went through it in like 30 minutes because my adrenaline okay. was just peaking. My adrenaline was just <laughs> at the top of where it ever is and so I was just blasting through this thing. Okay. Okay. Which was fine because I was 15 minutes late anyway, so it kind of balanced out, you know. Right. That's smart. Plus, that's how I know basically all scientific talks go anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Generally. Yeah. Extremely fast and unintelligible. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what you want. That's exactly yeah. what you want. Um, so anyway, yeah. Interview interview went fine, and I did make it home. So two big, two big pluses to round okay, it out. Okay, good. Still don't know what's going on with my car. Uh, taking it into the shop tomorrow morning. Okay. So okay. We wish we wish you good luck. Thank um, you. Thank you, Luke, and everyone out there. Praying, praying for, praying for your car. <laughs> thank you. We need it. We really need it. We do. And and uh, and hopefully you get the the job. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's in de- maybe the uh, whole experience and story that I'm assuming you told. Them oh, of course I did. I had to. Would, was was a good, was fun for them. You know. Oh, I see. It makes me seem personable. It makes me seem relatable. Well, also, you want to be able to in the future, mm-hmm. be like, ah, I remember when you came to interview with us and this crazy thing happened. So true. You want that? It's a good story. You want that in a story. That's yeah. a great point. They would be giving up this whole story if if they didn't offer me a job, which how could you do that? Right. It's yeah. I think you got in the bag easily. Easy. Okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Luke. Hopefully that wasn't all for nothing. Speaking of speaking of big jobs mm-hmm. and important jobs. Ooh, good transition right uh okay so we've we've read we're gonna jump back into the book now the ruck up to chapter 14 Mm -hmm. got this book wreck from a friend of mine uh so shouts out very good so far um let's see where 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 do we begin you know Um, you know where i want to begin luke okay i want to begin in this first chapter with some absurd some frankly absurd behavior who right 
Who in their right mind goes for a five-star hotel off-rip? Who is literally okay. zero minutes old and is like, I need somewhere to stay. I need to be a little bit under the radar. I don't know how much like money I have overall. I'm staying yeah. at the Ritz. I know where I'm staying. It is the Ritz Carlton downtown. Uh, and that's it. That's just it. Uh, I don't I don't know anything else. I'm a little baby, but I only stay at five star hotels. That's what I know. Right. That's that's confirmed based on my general feeling of myself. This is a good point. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So so at this point, she knows that she has like a whole bunch of money. So money's not an issue, mm. I think. She knows from that first letter, she has like an ATM card. Right, but I think it's also like, and you've got a lot of money. Okay, yeah, but she's putting a lot of trust in what this person thinks a lot of money is. <laughs> right. I will say, if I was doing this, I would probably take out my phone and search hotels and just pick the top one. <laughs> like the first not 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 like not like the most highly ranked mm-hmm. just like the first one that came up that was close to me mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. yep that's a that's a good rationale for picking a hotel absolutely <laughs> maybe maybe that was maybe it was the uh maybe that's what she did it was just happened to be <laughs> she's just in the nicest part of downtown surrounded by bodies yeah. and is like uh what's that hotel over there okay yeah that looks good <laughs> let's just go there it looks great it looks great um i'm for it honestly i've never stayed in a five-star hotel before and had infinite money to spend on an experience like that but it sounded so nice it did it really did um yeah it's an experience that i'm not familiar with um which a lot of this book is (laughs) but (laughs) wow wow very astute very astute of you Luke. yeah yeah um this Okay, this is not my first note, but but I feel like we're kind of here, which is so so she wakes up our main character, mm-hmm. um, Miffany, I think is the pronunciation of the name. Miffany is correct, and we get kind of a description of what has happened multiple times, but it's a combination of complete memory loss, uh huh, and a new person like wakes up in your body. Yes. Which are two different things, I think. Hmm. But it gets into a little a little question here. Maybe maybe a philosophical question. Oh. Even. Maybe a nature versus nurture situation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Tell me more. So okay. Okay. So do we think that it's literally just she lost every single like completely lost memories Mm -hmm. or is it like actually a different consciousness that is now in the body oh because okay they're they're like personalities seem to be very different right from what we've learned of thomas Mm -hmm. who is what we're calling uh the previous person yeah seems to be obviously like very quiet and very different from the person from Miffany who's now in there. Okay. I want to push back a little bit on this. It seems to okay. me like the Miffany who exists now is like who the old Miffany wanted to be perhaps. Okay. Because when I look at the differences, they aren't big differences. And actually the five-star hotel thing I think is just like her personality kind of coming out. Like she she likes nice things, right? Mm-hmm. She appreciates mm-hmm. nice things. And, you know, she spends a lot of time decorating. Uh, she spends a lot of time thinking about like her house and the spaces she's going to live in. And I think, I think the identity is still there. I feel like it's the same person. It's just without memory. It's without okay. the specific. You're memories. coming. You're coming. You're coming down on just just memory changes. And when they say a different person, op- like when they when you opened your eyes, a different person is looking out. Mm-hmm. That's just like because that person has lost all of their memories. I think that's also where I come down. Yeah. Yeah. 
because um, it seems like the reason that Thomas Mm -hmm. was like this is because of like whatever happened in her childhood, just like kind of general. Yeah. Yeah. Things that made her like shy and whatever. Um, But yeah. Yeah. There's, I think I, I, I agree. Well, and so there's two things here that are important to think about important questions, because I think to a certain degree, we can't separate memory from identity. Like they're related to each other because mm-hmm. our memories do inform like who we are. That's like how we right. build who we are. And she has some memories, right? Like she knows what a phone is. She knows what a hotel is. Like these are things we had to learn at some point. Um, right. So she has like some knowledge, let's say, just not specific memories about who she is. Yes. This is the interesting thing. She has a lot of general knowledge. Like she even has preferences on like style. Exactly. Yes. And like, and like what things mean, right? Like she's joking a lot about the previous inhabitant of her office, like of what a lot of symbolic things mean. Correct. That she is very aware of. Yes. That like, yeah. So it's not that all of her memories are white. Right. She's not literally a newborn. She's not literally a newborn baby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is a person still. She's not zero years old. Right. Um, but this is actually, okay. We don't have to go too far into this, but it's just interesting that she has a different like taste in clothes. And I guess it's generally clothes, but I'm assuming that extends to other things as well. Luke, I wonder here, because we don't know a lot about previous Miffany. We're learning a little bit about previous Miffany. I wonder mm-hmm. if the biggest change here is just confidence. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. And like this could be tied into clothes as well. Like previous Miffany just, she might not have liked her out her fit. She might not have liked her wardrobe, but maybe she never had a great Thanksgiving tradition of mm. putting on fashionable items and having her friends compliment them on it this is a good point it's a good point something that we've all missed out on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah i i wonder if it's more of a if this is just purely a confidence thing of somebody this new miffany doesn't have all the baggage and history to feel bad about themselves or like they're not capable and so she is just like kind of a bad bitch (laughs) is that fair i think so i think so thank you for saying that yeah um (laughs) one of us one of us had to i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm glad it was you oh frankly okay i have a question Um, for you luke okay you're writing a letter to yourself that's going to be occupying your body Mm-hmm. right this new you're you're doing this you're undergoing this process you've got one letter you can write to the new person that is inhabiting your body there's two questions here first i want to know what key info did old miffany leave out that you know she she like should have included but didn't for whatever reason what what mm-hmm. in here did she not tell current miffany and the second question is What's what's like one thing you have to tell your new person, like in, in your body? What's one thing you have to be like, hey, bud, uh, you got this body. Enjoy it. Here's here's the thing you really need to know, though. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to say here it can't be the knees. We've talked about the knees already. We've talked about the knees too I'm, much. I'm sure the knees would be immediate. Be careful. Yeah, the knees would be apparent to them immediately. Well, OK, I think to be fair, I think it's I I. I think the knees are a mental thing. <laughs> okay. So actually the knees are fixed through this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like... I feel like it would be food related. I agree. I feel like it would be food related. And I'm trying to figure what what food thing it is. It'd be like... A two cereal system is ideal. I think. Oh, wait. Okay. Because it's like something that I've learned that I know I'm going to forget, but it's going to make a huge difference. 
tell, to tell us about your right. tell us about your two cereal system. Well, okay. So first of all, obviously, you you need a cereal for breakfast. Correct. And then I love cereal. This this has the vibe of a warm up, but okay. we're doing it here. Yeah. Um. And so I I, I will snack on cereal mm, as well. Okay. Yes. These are two very different cereals for sure. And previously, I was like eating cornflakes for both of these. Whoa. Which is primitive. Yeah. Embarrassing. Uh-huh. Now that I look back on that. But it took you the discovery, right? You had to discover it. Right. So so what I used to do when I was like, oh, let's do a break from cornflakes, I would buy a different cereal and eat that for both. Mm. Oh. And it took me until relatively recently to be like, oh, no, you can do different ones. Cornflakes for breakfast and then a sugary cereal for snacks. Luke, I love this way you've taken this question because – this is this is some knowledge you have gained. This is some personal insight. This is some research you've exactly. conducted. And you're passing along the, your research to this new person who's going to inhabit your body. Right. And frankly, to all of us listening with to you on the pod. You've done <laughs> yeah, us all a great service. You're you're all you're all very welcome. I do think that this th- this is an example, right? But I think that this is this is the vibe of what I would try to to communicate to to new me that has lost their memories. Something that I have had to learn about myself, mm, right? Mm. That is going to make new me's life better since they would have forgotten. Mm. Yeah, that's really good, Luke. That's really good. Um, let's. Did see. you have an answer? My answer to this, aside from you know, I think weak hammies. If we're say if we're doing a if we're doing a thing you got to watch out for, you got to watch out for my weak hammies because they'll sneak up on you. Okay. It's got to be in there. Okay. Um, here, here's the other thing. If you start to, if, you, if you're wondering why it suddenly smells like the outside of a fast food chain, uh, you need to take a shower. You didn't take a shower yet today. You need to take one. All right. That's key. All right. <laughs> took me a while to figure that out where that was coming from <laughs> why does it smell like a carl's jr suddenly interesting i'm glad i'm i'm glad you've admitted that here to us this is the we're in we are in the trust tree this is the trust tree um yeah okay okay Oof. i feel like there's i feel like there's tons we could do but but i don't want to i don't want to get us into the loop of important discoveries that we've made about ourselves yeah i want let's let's bring it back to miffany though okay we've learned a little bit about miffany and what her life was before Mm -hmm. that's that first letter did she leave anything out was there something that really should have been in that first letter and remember like our first two to three letters were what this person needed to make a decision about whether or not they wanted to go back to that life or Ooh. in a new life. So actually, let's expand it a little bit. Let's say all the information before the person had to make the decision. Was there something that okay. Miffany left okay. out? Right. And so, okay, so this is like, I don't think that we can get into the details of like the the organization that she's in. No, definitely not. I think that's that's outside the scope of this. Okay. There's one. There's one thing I can think of. There's one thing I can do. I have a good one, but you go first. I'm going to start. Any kind of relationship with anyone. Okay. She knows literally nothing about if she had friends or a husband or children or anything like that. And for all we know, she might have all of those things that that people are just like, hey, I haven't seen Miffany in a while. Uh, Dad, have you seen Miffany, my mom? (laughs) Okay, this is a good point. This is a very good point. Um, probably a better one than I was going to say. And it seems like, I will say, it seems like there are none of these. It seems like Miffany no. has no relationship connections whatsoever. Right. I, I don't know. Okay, did she, she didn't say anything about this in the letter. I, I didn't think I, about it when I was reading. I don't think so. No. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good answer. I think that's very important to to know. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was 
uh, you got to put in the letter that uh, we don't tan well. Ooh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she's imagining going off and living somewhere else, probably a very luxurious lifestyle. Right. I mean, she started at Five Star Hotel. She's not going to... She's not going to go live in North Dakota. No offense to North Dakotans. Right. No offense. It's not much it's of a clear. destination. <laughs> um, and so I'm assuming she would she would have gone to like beaches and stuff mm-hmm. without knowing that she doesn't tan well, which is tough. That is really tough. Yeah, doesn't tan well. Bring sunscreen, lots of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Important information. Yeah. Both of both of our answers are equally important, I think. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> the letter thing is tough, though, because, like, how much do you put in? Mm. In those first few letters, you mean? Yeah. Well, I, I also actually didn't quite understand why she couldn't have also just, like, pulled out the money from the other bank account. Oh, yeah, I was also thinking this. Like, just take, just open both and see what's up. That's what I would do. Right, if that's I, what I was, if yeah. I'm in this situation, I'm opening both and being like, okay, this is option A and this is option B. Uh, there's a machine gun in this one, so I'm going with option A. I'm right. out of here. I don't want anything to do with that. Thank you. I'm assuming that there is some mechanism that made this not possible, but I, I, I don't, I didn't catch it. I mean, it seems like. It was just the tension of the like invi- of the setting, right? Like she had just fought a yeah. bunch of people and like kind of felt like she had to get out of there. So right, I don't think she had time to really investigate. Sure, sure, but sure. Um, yeah. Do you feel like she was biasing her new self in any way? I. Mm. I think that she did a pretty good job of staying neutral. I agree with you, but I wonder if that's even a great thing. I feel like she should have biased her a little more, considering the fact that no one has escaped from this organization ever. And the people that do get caught get tortured in really terrible ways. I This is a good point. <laughs> she, she says in her note later that like, she had taken care of it to the point where she would probably be fine, but still kind of important information. I think because of that, she's like kind of biasing her too much. Like she's biasing her a little bit to leave. Yeah. Cause like, if I know if I'm like, okay, I could either do this like kind of intriguing, but kind of scary sounding thing, or I could just go live in Cabo for the rest of my life like all expenses paid um yeah it's an easy choice right it's that's not actually the choice it's not the choice the choice is maybe temporarily (laughs) live somewhere else nice until they catch you and stuff you and mount you on the wall well okay it was also we learned later that this path that she did not take would require like radical cosmetic surgery (laughs) right i forgot that yeah (laughs) which is like a whole lot (laughs) that's like the first thing Um, she sees when she opens the other safety deposit boxes it's like three faces and it's like circle one (laughs) pick your new face (laughs) right yeah i feel like okay to this point i i feel like she stays neutral in a way that's not actually neutral yes definitely which which maybe this is a test maybe this is like you know if this person who lives in this body can't hack it if this is not enough information for them to choose to stay then they wouldn't succeed staying Mm. you know what i mean okay okay like they're already dead essentially Sure. Oh, wow. That's an intense test. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we picked it. We as a team. We did good. We did good. We did good. Um, can, can can we actually... Okay, let's get into the the actual, like, story. Mm-hmm. 
Well, okay. I'm going to I'm going to stick on our main character and her like personality personality for for a moment longer. Um which is that we learn that she is she's a rook mm-hmm. which is like the head of the um domestic like head of domestic operations generally, but it's also more military military oriented, I think. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like to be in the field, but she has risen so far because she is very good at administration. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, well, they give like an example where the Argentinian ambassador suddenly starts vomiting up ghost animals in the middle of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And she's like really good at answering the phone and telling people what to do. Okay. Okay. This, I feel like... And being and prepared. Maybe I should say, and being prepared. Like, she has a lot of contingencies okay. yes. prepped. I think the being prepared thing is is the big one, but I also feel like it's more managerial skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, again, probably a nitpick. Um, but, I mean, it's a very good, like, she's a good, like, CEO. I don't know. Are you- I don't really view that as, like, really being good at administration, necessarily. Oh, are you saying she is not like poten- like are you saying someone else should be in her position or are you saying it's not administration that she's good at? No, I feel like she's underselling herself. Oh, I agree with you actually. I think like and I think she's way more qualified for these upper level positions than most of these people, in fact. Yes, because like yes. this is always the this is always the the issue, right? You people get uh, promoted to the point where they're the least competent and they're the least successful. And then they stop getting promoted, Luke. (laughs) And uh, we don't want somebody who's running around out in the field as like the one in charge, because we need somebody, we need somebody Mm -hmm. to make making calls and organizing. And like Mm -hmm. there's pawns to do that field work. Like we have pawns to go out and do the field work. I want you to be on the phone making stuff happen okay okay this is a good point this is this is more of a criticism of um gestalt correct who like is very active in the field although kind of an outlier because they have multiple bodies (laughs) sure so but um, i will say they can actually do the like short tangent here with gestalt uh kind of related to something that we talked about in the last book um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They did an experiment where they had Gestalt on opposite sides of the Earth and didn't notice a reason, like a delay in the communication between the bodies. Right. We need to test this further, y'all. Put them yeah. in. A, put them in a rocket ship. Send them out real far because <laughs> this could be incredible. It does feel underutilized, and I think in the field, don't have them at the front. Why are we putting them in harm's way? Mm. From what we've seen so far, there's only four of them, and that's it. This is like a miracle body that exists. This is like a <laughs> incredible thing. Why are we putting them in the line of fire? Right. This is a good. This is a good question, especially considering I'm assuming there's not other like powers that they have. I don't think so. We could be wrong, but I don't think so. Right. They're not like immune to bullets in the same way that one of the other guys is. No. No. Okay, okay, but 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 back to the back to the original point, yeah. which is that the rook is a position is a like management and executive position. It's not a field position. Correct. Which seems she seems very well suited for. Correct. Um and Gestalt does not. I mean they seem to be doing fine and they have a useful skill, mm-hmm. but I want two Miffinies. I don't want a Miffany and a Gestalt. Right, right. It seems like they need to create more. I mean, this they, they bring this up in one of the notes of like the positions being a little bit antiquated. Mm-hmm. But I, I do I do think that we need a little bit more hierarchy. Yes, I agree. I agree with you here. Um, we need like a a mid-level pawn, you know? 
Right. Yeah. Multiple pawns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Luke, I want to paint a picture for you, and I want to I want to hear what you would do in this situation. Okay. Let's say you're a pawn. You're working in the rookery, and you're in the break room. Let's say Dr. Crisp okay. walks in to the break room and you're like, hey, Dr. Crisp. Let's say you're on like somewhat friendly terms with Dr. Crisp. You're not friends mm-hmm. like he's never come to your house, but you're like work friends. Right. And you're like, he's like, hey, how's it going? You're like, man, I just didn't sleep very well last night. Like, I feel like I was all like scrunched up. I feel like maybe my pillows were off. My like neck just feels like, oh, it's all it's all torqued. It's all twisted. And Dr. Crisp is like, I could fix that for you. We saying yes. What are we saying? Um, I'm saying yes. Does it change if you've seen Dr. Crisp do an interrogation? Okay. Okay. Well, hang on though. Because at the very end of this section mm-hmm. that we've read. Yes. We learn. And, I, and I'm not sure if this is common knowledge. Mm-hmm. But we learned that Dr. Crisp is not actually hurting the person. Yes. Right. Sure. He is compelling them to do something. I don't know <laughs> if that necessarily makes it better. I guess it depends on your trust level mm-hmm. in Dr. Crisp. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay, okay. Uh, assuming I, I kind of forget the details of his powers other than like he can read the lines of your palms to tell you like very specific history Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and also this compelling thing does he also have like is he going to actually fix my back let's it seems like potentially yes i'm i'm let's go let it rip (laughs) you're saying the risk is worth it here it's for sure worth it Mm, okay i trust my guy dr crisp sure he hasn't been in my palace but we're in a fantasy league together and I think he's going to help. Yeah, but he wins every year, and you don't know why you make the trades that you do with him. Like, you get to the end of the season, you're like, how did he end up with all of, like, my top <laughs> roster? And I ended up with his trash. Ooh. Are you, still, are you still doing that? There's no hard evidence here. There's never any hard evidence, but every year he's winning your fantasy league. I think, I think I'm still doing it. I'm, st- I'm still letting it go. Letting it go. Still letting it rip. Letting it rip. Okay. All right. What are you not? I'm not letting this guy near me. No way. This guy's a creep. Oh, come on. No. I will suffer before I let this big knobby knuckled dude come <laughs> put his fingers all over me. No. <laughs> okay. Get away, okay. Dr. Chris. I see where feels like we're being unnecessarily rude. What is even a doctor in? To doctor anatomy i'm assuming uh, um, i hope it's art history I don't know. I don't, art history could be i would love that could for be. dr crisp um okay actually this is kind of a uh going back a moment mm-hmm. but since you're talking about specific people mm-hmm. my next two notes are about specific people one gestalt mm-hmm. i get that people are like creeped out by by them I still feel like we're being a little unnecessarily critical. Or every single time Gestalt is doing something, it's like, oh man, I don't want to be around him. Whatever, like <laughs> around Gestalt. Gestalt. I don't, I don't want to be around Gestalt. And it's like, I don't know. They seemed kind of chill, other than the time that he choked Doctor Chris. Other than the choking of Doctor Chris, which may have been warranted. <laughs> may, may have been warranted. It was a high stress situation. Well, maybe there's a history we don't know about. <laughs> Dan's very untrusting of Dr. Chris. I hate him. Kind of hate him. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think... So, to me, people get weirded out by other people and they describe them as being, like, predators. Mm. When I say predator, I mean, like, they kind of look... They have a look about them. Like, they... You feel like they look at the world in a very specific way. And that way is, like, looking at the world like a predator like looking for an edge. And I wonder if Gestalt gives off these vibes of being a predator, which is why people are uncomfortable around Gestalt. Okay. 
Because we know that they're like a soldier. They're a soldier and very skilled in violence. Right. So, and I think it's a little odd that they have different kind of personalities for each of the bodies. It feels if I I don't. It feels though. like they're concealing something. It feels like they are hiding from me in some way. I I, th- I think I think that you're not putting yourself in Gestalt's oh, in their four pairs of shoes. Because if you were if you had this uh I don't even know if power is the right word, this situation. Yeah. Yeah. You're not messing around and making all of your bodies ha- be like their own thing? Yeah, okay, no, I am. Of course you I are. I am. Of course you are. Hey, this one's going to be good at tennis, and this one's going to be, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this, one, this one's going to fit, fit right in on the golf course. No one's going to question this one showing up to, to tea time. No one's going to question right. it. They're going to open up immediately to this one at the bar, at the club, like the golf club. If, if, if anything in the position of Gestalt, of like the jobs mm-hmm. that you're doing for this organization, it would be irresponsible yes. not to have your different bodies have different skills and abilities. Right. Well, okay. I want to say they probably all have the same skills and abilities because that seems something that is. Okay. But, like, you've definitely got different disguises. you got four different disguises that you're working with right? all at once. And so you've got, the, you've got the business boy who has connections with the business world. You've got maybe the artsy mm-hmm. one who lives in a shitty studio apartment downtown and does right. graffiti on the weekends. Like, you've got, you've got your toes. Your, you've got many toes in many different pools mm-hmm. around the U.K., and you fit in. Exactly. I think it's jealousy. I think everyone's just jealous. Ooh. Would you want this look? Uh it's too I think it's too abstract to even really That's fair. Say. I do feel like it would be cool. I do too. But I might be missing a key downside somewhere. Not sure. Not if, sure. Yet. Okay. The thing is, the thing is though, if you had this mm-hmm. and then like in some way later when you're when all of your bodies are like let's say 35 and each have like a family (laughs) and someone like figures it out you look like a psycho (laughs) (laughs) that's a fair point fair point i will say also we have to fast forward to when all the bodies are like 60 and they all have joint pain oh that's tough it's like you're not escaping from the arthritis in any of these bodies or well, it, the thing is, one of them has learned physical therapy really well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that one's got you really can, bad. You can. That one's got really bad acid reflux. Oh, tough. Okay. It comes for y'all. Hmm. Or it comes for us all. I guess. Maybe. Um, okay. okay. And then the other person that, that, that I wanted to talk about specifically is our assistant, Miffany's assistant. I think Ingrid is her name. Ingrid, I think, on top of it. Yes. And maybe this is more, this is probably applicable to everything in our own current world, but like, like high level people with a lot of like money and this kind of thing mm-hmm. that can have, that can have an assistant and then like a housekeeper at home who also cooks them meals cheat codes yeah no 100 percent. it's cheat codes this is not now it's like okay i could do your job with this yes uh, yes exactly it's like if all i had to do if literally all i had to do is make decisions of like this is what needs to happen and then someone else will make it happen for me right oh uh, yeah please please <laughs> give me that job i would love it if i if i if i went to work and could go in and be like hey what am i doing today and someone would be like, oh, this, 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 this. I will make everything about it as easy for you as possible. Yeah, I'm crushing that job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also I can go home and my dinner is already prepared and my pet is walked and fed. 
Okay. It's unfair, Luke. It's cheat codes. You're right. It's absolutely cheat codes. Um, man, now I'm just imagining how much easier my job would be if I just had one person that did. If you don't have to return emails? Get me this person. If I have somebody scheduling all my meetings for me mm-hmm. and I just have to mm-hmm. show up, I just have to be like, what am I doing today? Okay, yeah, I can do all that. Right. You don't even have to, like, remember things. We're supposed to have flying cars, Luke. We're supposed to have flying cars and robots who could do all this for us. What do we have? Anxiety. That's what we have. Anxiety and TikTok. And I don't think it's worth it. (laughs) It's a bad trade-off that we've made. Can I can I point out another MVP here? Because I agree with you. These Ingrid MVP. I think a lot of the people behind the scenes are kind of making this whole show work. And there's one in particular mm-hmm. that gets very little attention, but I want to put the spotlight on them. Okay. Miffany is being taken to the estate. She has just had a very traumatic like separation from her dad. And they gave her like some chocolates and sent her on her way Mm -hmm. in a limo. She is like sobbing in the back of this limo. And the limo driver lets her come up to the front and kind of like lay down on his like like lap. And he kind of like comforts her on the way to the estate. (laughs) This I don't I think we need to really like think about how much he is doing and the risk that he is taking because first off okay first off let's just say that this is an ordinary nine-year-old okay she's covered in snot and chocolate Mm -hmm. this is a limo Mm -hmm. driver so they're wearing a tuxedo or some kind of nice outfit right they're just letting that go they're saying you know what today i'm gonna let i'm gonna comfort a little girl and i'm not gonna care if my outfit gets ruined like this right. is this is more important. That by itself, wholesome, A plus. Great job, Mr. Limo Driver. Great job. Yeah. Luke, this is not any nine-year-old girl. <laughs> and the limo driver is aware of this, right? I assume so. The risk, Luke. Okay. Right, okay, okay. So to to, to make it explicit, the limo driver knows at least that she has some powers i'm not sure if he knows what those powers are yes which are that like she can disrupt how your body works by touching you correct and we don't know if the limo driver is aware of that but the limo driver knows she has some power Mm -hmm. this is a good point this is a good point and something that i kind of just went past when i read it yeah don't just drive on past luke you got to stop the car and look okay Limo driver, doing good. I want to know more about this freaking limo driver. I wanted to follow him home. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all of the, all of the, uh, what are they called? Um, they're not pawns. Retainers? Retainers. Retainers. Um, very good. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to say all of them. Okay. The, the ones we've seen seem all right. But also there was the creepy dude in the interrogation that I don't know if it was a pawn or a retainer. I thought he was a pawn, but I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough to say. But because also what's his power? Just like being sloppy. <laughs> Just being sloppy. Just being a real messy, real messy boy. <laughs> um. But like, there's the the driver that takes her to work the first day, mm-hmm. and is like, "Here, let me." Or I think he takes her to the, like, main building. Yes. And he's be like, "Let me carry everything that you have. Here you go." Yes. Yes. This this gets back. This gets back to the previous point where it's like, okay, yeah, that's if this is my job, let's do it. <laughs> right. Right. And oh. Luke, the point is being made for us, honestly, because this person has no memories at all of their job and they are able to do it at least somewhat competently with like half a day's training. They've got like a folder with information in it and that's all they need to be able to do this job well. Are you kidding me? 
I read more in college than she had to do to do this job. Like in a day for a class, I had to read more. Yeah. Wow. She memorized like a two page like handout about the grafters. Whoa. Wow. We're all impressed. She had nothing else to do. <laughs> she went to dinner like three times. Okay. Right. Right. And also the meetings that they have are consistently like, what do we get going on? It's looking rough out there. You guys got anything? No? All right. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, presumably, there's there's a decent amount of things going on behind the scenes. I'm assuming that she's coordinating. I mean, maybe not now since she hasn't had her memories, but generally coordinating like teams of pawns and that kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what it seems like to me as well yeah even then there is one thing that's been bothering me a little bit and about this book specifically about the story with the grafters okay so the grafters were this other like supernatural organization from belgium that developed this technology where they could modify like flesh and bone to do things they could like manipulate it in really crazy ways Mm -hmm. and the story goes that they tried to invade the uk they tried to attack the uk and the cheque cheque how are we saying this organization i think it's i think she says the pronunciation at some point and i know it's cheque it's a it's a it's a sh sound at the beginning yeah i think it's shecky shecky i don't know okay well the shecky repel the grafters they hold off the invasion they like Mm -hmm. kill them all and as a result they kind of like win this conflict and get to dissolve the grafters they get to be responsible for them going away Mm -hmm. that's not how like winning a conflict works at all like unless there is something about people from the uk that they for whatever reason this technology doesn't work on them like 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 when we beat the nazis we didn't say oh yeah all that research you did we're just gonna flush it down the toilet we're just gonna flush it down the (laughs) toilet no we had like 50 years of doctors who were like, oh, yeah, that hypothermia, that terrible hypothermia research that they did. We're still going to use that. We're still going to we're just going to take that. Thank you very much. Uh, And we're going to use it. So, like, you don't just flush stuff like that. This is a technology. This is not like a magic coin or like thing Mm. that they had that they worked with. This is a they researched this. This was a discovery they made. Right. It doesn't it doesn't go away. You wouldn't you wouldn't be like, yeah, throw it away. We're not interested in this crazy super cool mutant program. No, we're not interested in that. What? What do you mean? You're not interested. <laughs> okay, I think that this goes this th- there's two parts to this. Yeah. Which is number 1, are you going to take this information and use it yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, which it feels like yeah. Feels like the answer which, should be uh, yes. Okay. I I real I realize that you're but 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 we're 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 saying that they said no. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. They after this are like, okay, we're good. Crafters. Dunzel. Don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh-huh. Ever. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I don't remember if there's a bit in here about them like going in and like destroying the grafters library or something. Oh, there was something that said they like uh, they watched it, or they had observers go in. I do feel like, first one thing, you for sure do something like that. I also, I also would just assume that it got out. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like, okay, crafters. Yeah, don't worry about them anymore. Pretty good stuff from our team. Right. Way to go. We did it again. Right. Pretty easy to. Uh, destroy all traces of some extremely valuable knowledge. That's a problem that's so easy to take care <laughs> of. Uh, sorry, printing press? What was that again? Mm, I don't think that's going to matter. 
probably won't matter for this right right um yeah a little naive gotta be prepared for these grafters coming back but or uh, if you're dan start making start grafting give me a dan venom stinger kind of thing <laughs> we're finally getting venom stingers luke and i'm stoked that's um, right but it does make me wonder like this the sheke or shek i they wouldn't have just burned it all right they're not gonna throw it all away i'm curious to know if we're doing some some bad experiments somewhere if we're you, you think there's a forbidden section in the library mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for one thing you gotta have a forbidden section yeah right so it makes it cooler it makes it just way cooler first of all right right um yeah i think so i think so i think we're gonna see some of that on our own side it's kind of irresponsible not to i agree like you show up and your luke shows up and he's like hey i'm ready to fight for my country and and i want to just blast ghosts into oblivion i want to destroy some ghosts for old mother england uh i've got a problem though my knees aren't great do you have any cool mm-hmm. technology maybe to fix my knees okay and they're like oh you know we did but we shredded it all because some we people some people made weird creatures with it right i also and this is a theme as always it doesn't have to be like give me guns in my arms <laughs> correct it doesn't have to be gun arms Give me, give me Google Glasses. Okay. Google Glasses. Correct. <laughs> give me Venom. Anything. Give me Venom Stinger. Not every... Don't... Okay. The point here is that it doesn't all have to be associated with violence. Oh. Okay. Sure. I guess not. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming, and this may be where we're going with this, mm-hmm. because one of the one of the... Uh, conclusions that Miffany comes up with is that there's they've seemed to have changed tactics and they're being a little more, more subtle with mm-hmm. their grafting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, even if you're like, oh, grafting's terrible, they keep making terrifying monsters. Hey, take some of that knowledge and make cool things. Give me some tweaks. Upgrade me a little bit. Just on the edges. Whoa, 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 you wake up and they like, it's, <laughs> they do the thing like when you go to the barber where they show you the back of your head and be like, how's that? Huh? Except they do this and you've got like a third arm coming out and you're like, whoa, too far, too far. <laughs> Can we go back? Is that possible to go back? No, you can't. You can't put it back on. Okay. All right. No. Fair enough. Anyway, I- we're pro-grafting. I am here for it, and I think that they were wrongly persecuted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay. Bring the grafters back. <laughs> bring, bring the grafters back is what we're saying here. Oh, don't call it a book. Club. You know, I'll say this, Luke. I don't think the grafters were ripping children away from their families because they could just make cool new mutants. Oh, that's way better. I, I, hey, you know what? You could probably get consent for something like that from Hill. From the child? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm saying the the Czechy or the Czech group, they're not getting consent from these children when they're taking them away from their parents. Mm. But if I'm grafting you uh-huh. to be like a cool centaur man with a bone bone sword, I can at least ask you first. I can be like, hey, do you want to be a cool centaur man with a bone arm and like sea urchin like spikes on your back? I, uh-huh. I can ask saying yes for sure right and i'd yeah. be like you know what that is very much in line with my aesthetic and my worldview and i'd love to be do that for this cause yeah <laughs> i'd love to be that i've dreamt of that what a what a coincidence that you knew that that was my life goal as a child i always wanted i when i grew up i knew i wanted to be a weird centaur man a weird centaur man. And spikes in a bone sword yeah, yeah. and uh, and you're just making my dreams a reality and i just thank you so much I actually you know what I thank you. I applied for this position. I saw the I saw the ad come out and I was like, sign me up. This is it. Okay. Okay. Yes, this is a good point. This is a good point. With managed correctly, I think, the grafters very ethical organization. Absolutely, Luke. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
100%. We might be on the wrong side of history in this one. We being the checking. Yeah. Not, not us. We're on the right side, which is the grafters for sure. Of course. Is the good side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing that justified in the story. I am too. I think I, I think we've yeah, set us up, set ourselves up well. Indeed. So uh hopefully hopefully you all had a great Thanksgiving last week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's glad to be we're glad to be back. And we'll see you next time with some more hot takes. It's still being dumb nerds. Yeah.